Good afternoon, buenas tardes, and buena noche from wherever you are, whenever you are. I'm your host, Liam Kyle McGowan, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Football Dads. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode. We're glad you're here. Glad you want to hear us talk. Some of us are happy to talk. Some of us, maybe not so much. Uh, uh-huh. A lot of us had uh, four goal games. I thought we could start with the man who had a good four goal game. Abdul, please. What happened this yes, weekend for you? Sir, you know, it's a regular 4 1, you know what I'm saying? You know, Hala Madrid and all that. You know, we're in the top again. We never left. We have Real Madrid with 30 points. We have Sicidad with 29. Sevilla, 28. Atletico Madrid, Boo, 26. Yeah, Betis, 24. And then on from there, you got Barcelona with seventh place with 20 points. Um, the fixtures were not too bad. Um, you know, we, it was a good game. Um, we just showed how good we are. I mean, obviously the team we played against, they're not that good, but the way we scored those goals were just beautiful. Counter-attacking goals, great passing. Vinny. We Vinny is a god. Vin- dribbling, just getting better and better Can year I after year. One this stat? year, yeah, Can go one for stat? it. What is said stat? Let's see anything else during your time. Vinny has scored more goals in this season than in his entire time in Madrid before this season. Oh, of course, God. bro. Like seven goals before this year. He's on finishing this wise. Finishing no, wise, he's exceeded the level. If he just keeps going like this, bro, scoring a goal a game or just. A goal game, he'll be one of the best players he in the world. Ruined that guy's life. He ruined that player's life. Oh, bro, say. he sat him he down. Was laughing and the other guy comes in, try to break his leg. Like, really, dude? Like he crossed you three times in one play, and you really want to break him? Get your ass out of there! Keeps going with this ass. He, he'll be he'll be a god, bro. He, he'll be one of the best players in the world. I actually do think he's top ten right now. He's top ten in the world right now. That, that's just my opinion. I don't know about you guys. Well, but I know, think he's top ten. We know you think Benzema um, is, sure. is the French best player in the world. So, I mean, Karim Ben, he, he bro, like yeah, Vinny is shining and doing well. But Benzema, on the other hand, he's making that happen. With the passes, with the pre-assists, with the assists, he just keeps going. But enough with the greatest team in the world. Um, we're going to look at some other teams right now. So Sevilla and Alaves played as well. They died. Madrid is struggling. I don't know how you just score one goal against Asasuna. 87 Like They're struggling as well. So... Um, this this is the first game, so it doesn't really matter. 1-0 against Espanyol. And then Real Betis are doing well, honestly. They have, they won 3-0 against Elche and in the Europa League zone. And then Valencia and Real Sociedad. That game was great for us because it gave us the two points ahead. Um, 
Actually, one point. They're in 29th. We're at 30. Uh, we're scoring goals, though, which is good. Like, that's a great sign. It was tough two years ago when Ronaldo left. Uh, three years ago when Ronaldo left. Our scoring opportunities were very, very low. We would win by 1-0, 2-0. We would lose seven, eight games. We've never really had those bad numbers before Ronaldo. But as of right now, Vinny, Benzema doing their thing. Um, we have Nacho scoring a goal as a center back. We have Asensio scoring goals as well. Rodrigo, on the other hand, yeah, he's been a sub, but I still think... Um, yeah, I mean, player stats. Ken Ben's still up there with 10 goals. And then Vinny with 8, and Suarez with 7. So the top 3. I don't got to speak about anyone else, honestly. Um, assists, Benzema's still up there with 7. Tied with Oscar Torejo with seven as well. Jordi Alba, um, Jordi Alba with four. Uh, oh, the stat that says successful dribbles per match. You have Vinny, three. So basically, dribble everybody. He just that guy. And then, um, big chances created. I mean, I kind of, I think it's per game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is per game. So you have um, Jesus Navas with seven, and then Kareem Benzema with six. As you can see, Benzema always does it. Even with Ronaldo playing on the team, left Madrid, he was always creating chances for Ronaldo, for Bill, for anyone out there. Like, he would play as a striker, but at the same time, he would come down a bit to center forward. Try to create for his players. Um, clean sheets. We have the Real Sociedad goalkeeper doing his thing, and then we have the Sevilla goalkeeper, Bono, whatever his name is. What is he? Is he Moroccan or he's Moroccan? Where's that guy from? Moroccan, right? Okay, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not it, honestly. Um, that that's not I'm it. looking forward for. Say that again. So that's that's not it. What do you mean? Are we not going to talk about how Xavi won his first game as Barca manager? I mean, I did speak about that. I was like, yeah, Barcelona won, won with the return of the GOAT. Not- what do you guys think, though? I mean, it's 1-0. It's against Espanyol. What do you guys think? He's lucky to buy away his penalty. Espanyol's in 11th place with Barcelona in 7th. And... From their 10 points behind Real Madrid for a spot. Yeah, it's just the first game. But I think he's looking to um, sign some players that could help him with attack still. Because the names that have been coming up is, um, you know, Sterling. Um, supposedly, Renato Sanchez was supposed to come in this summer. But with his injury, that kind of stopped him from going. What do you guys think Barcelona need for them to win more games and succeed whole, with Xavi Hernandez? A whole new back line. <laughs> yeah. They need a whole new back line, that's for sure. Hopefully, I mean, Danny Alves can... I feel, like, I feel like their midfield is good. Obviously, they need more experience because he's playing with straight kids. And he also started... 
a seven, I think an 18 year old striker, um, with, um, uh, what's his name? With the pie. And I think they played four, four, two, if I'm not mistaken, or four, three, three with the pie on the wing. And then two new kids on the right. I mean, he, I feel like he's trying to trust a whole bunch of kids right now because they can't really buy players like that. Well, yeah, they have to because their transfer budget is next to nothing. They're in debt, and yeah, things aren't going great for them. So they gotta, they gotta. He has to do what he has to do, and I feel like it's sort of like the Lampard vibe, where right. Lampard had the transfer window bans, so he had to just do what he can, and you know, and and literally just play the young kids, trust the young guns, and um. And I mean, most of it worked out, honestly. I mean, they they found some good young gems in their team, so hopefully, they yeah. can, hopefully, I mean, Barca definitely got that, so hopefully they can shine with. Bayern Munich. I saw this thing where Bayern Munich is trying to get um, Pedri. Pedri, yeah, bro. Pedri, who is they just can't won. let that go. And they, they, and they he's supposedly he's, they he's, he's they're about to make him sign his contract I thought he already soon. Signed. Oh no, that was Fatih who signed. Oh no! I thought Pedri, I thought Pedri signed, and they're gonna and they're gonna get they're working on Gavi right now. Because he just won he just won the um, what's his name the Golden Boy Award. Yeah, he won the Golden Boy. And under, they want him to sign yeah. in the next few days because his because this one of them has a release clause of sixty million, and yeah. either Chelsea or Bayern is trying to get that up and running. It's it's Gavi. So Gavi has a fifty million dollar or fifty million 50. euro uh, buyout clause, and Chelsea wants to right. Chelsea wants to make it go through before uh, he signs his contract for one billion or one yeah one <laughs> right. billion release. Clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how does that work? Can the player say no or yes? I know it's not up to the club. If, if like, for instance, me as Chelsea, I want to put that fifty million. Can the player say no? I want to sign. A uh, extension with Barcelona, or they actually have to leave and be like, "All right, they bought me, cool." I don't know. Anyone else know or not? I'm not too sure. To Say that again. If somebody pays for your release clause, can the player be like dub or? Yeah, dub? they can dub it. Okay. You you the only play they only pay the uh, release yeah. the player agrees to move. Yeah, correct. Okay. Okay, okay so yeah, just steal means- players out here. I mean, he could obviously stay with Barcelona and be like, you know what? I'll sign this five-year contract. I'll get uh, a million a year or whatever for now. But then what if – do you think it's players at that age? The boy is 17 or 18. Obviously, he has a mentor or a dad or the manager. will be like, oh, you know what? If you go to Chelsea, you'll get paid $10 million a year. Like, do you think him as a Barcelona player – oh, you know what? And stay here, I mean, it depends on what Xavi says to him, you know? Like, it depends. If Xavi's like, you're going to be the next me, you know? If you stay here, you work with yeah. me, and it's you, De Jong, and then the other young kid they have at center mid, if they're like, hey, I'm going to pair, you You three are going to be the next in- Iniesta, Xavi, and um, Busquets. I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to stay here. Like believe in the this the like plan I have and stuff, and we'll make it work. You know, instead of going there for money, it, it all depends on. It just depends on what Chavi says to 
Gavi and I mean to the other players as well because I think he has what um, Fati and Pedri tied down so they want to get Dembele Gavi and I think Araujo as their next uh, contract contract extensions so right. depends what he says they'll make to it them. happen I feel like Barcelona bro they have so much history and still able to produce you know magical moments in the league and obviously in the Champions League, I think they'll be able to ha- make it happen. If they keep everyone, bro, and they just learn from Xavi, because I feel like Xavi has some, learned a lot from being a coach overseas, in my opinion. Because the way he plays now is just like the OG way of Barcelona. Yeah. Like there were some clips, bro. Like there were some like parts against Espanol where they played, they were straight up Tiki Taka, bro. Quick, quick pass. I'm like, yo, like, okay. Obviously, like, they would misplace a pass here and there, but like, I think he'll make it work. No, I think he'll be good. Um, but, but I'm glad it's gonna take a while. I'm glad it's gonna take at least <laughs> two or three years. I want them to not win. Duru, bro, nothing. Them in Atletico. I want them to be like third and fourth, nowhere near me. I'd be tight if Sevilla or Real Sociedad just glows and like win everything for the next five years. That's gonna be incredible. I'll be super upset. But yeah, Vinny is the god. I think he's the best player in La Liga right now, in my opinion. Abdul, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. So with the rumors of Mbappe and potentially Holland joining next year, what happens to players like Vinny and Benzema? Because Mbappe's made it very right, clear so he wants to play left wing. That's what I'm saying, does, bro. Listen, Gee, listen is there listen, enough listen. room for all those players? I don't think there is. There isn't. I think they have to offload Vinny and maybe even Benz if you're bringing Holland in. Like, can't have I mean, Benz and Holland. Can't have either of those players look, on the bench. Look, I love those two. I want those two players to play for me, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind if I get one. And that one person, I want it to be Mbappe. Yes, he plays Damn, left so wing, bro, but I feel like, <laughs> nah, I want Vinny, but he can still play. Benzema might be the one who might be a dub. I feel Vinny, like after having his should... breakout season, isn't going to want to. He's not. He's not going to stay at Madrid if, if Mbappe's going to come and bench him. No, nah, you see, Ancelotti isn't that dumb. I think he'll make it. Bro, work no, there's no way you don't play. No, they play. They play. They play that striker, bro. I mean, no, I mean, bro. Look, look, they're not look, playing Mbappe. Look striker, at bro. him. Look at Mbappe and Benzema in the national team. They both played as basically the two strikers. Sometimes no, one of them would Mbappe, on the left. Mbappe's been playing left wing. Benzema's been playing striker. Yeah. Bro, but you'll see him cut in as a striker at times. I understand that, but his position is left wing. I mean, Just because he right, cuts right. in. Another example. Another make example. him a striker. Ronaldo and Benzema, how they used to play back in the right. day. Right. Uh, Ronaldo was still the left everywhere. winger, right? That spot yes, is currently occupied by Vinicius Jr. They could, they could do that. They could keep shifting and make shit work left and okay, right. Okay, so yes, they can play an Mbappe left wing and a Benzema center forward. But if Holland comes, something's got to give. I doubt it because City is thirsty for a striker and they might grab him. And obviously with the history of City, you never know. I think Holland is not going to go to Madrid. And if he does, bro, then I don't know what the hell Torres is going to try to do because he has four attackers who are young and godly. What are you going to do with that? That play 4-2-4? Four, four? No, bro. Like, if you're going to have all these kids, you cannot bench two of them. You cannot bench one of them. They're all superstars. They're all, they all have potential to become great. And if you mess up with one's career, then what was the point? 
Well, yeah, exactly. I so. do. I cannot let Vinny go. If they let Vinny go, that'd be a big problem because so, Vinny has, honestly, bro, Vinny could become a huge problem in the soccer world. And I'm so glad he's not like Neymar. The Neymar dove since day one, since he was born. Like that guy dove even with Santos. I used to watch clips when he used to be with Santos. Like I've always known Neymar was going to be nasty. Vinny's from Flamengo, bro. We don't play that. Yeah, there you go. Big Flamengo vibe, bro. He's nice. Like, yeah, I used to hate on him back in the day because of his bum-ass finishing. He has, you can see that he has been working on that, bro. He's been, yo, the game against, um, what's the, uh, Granada. He used to take his shots from outside the box. Like, yeah, they were searching for the keeper. But, like, the confidence this kid is building is amazing. Keep doing that. I don't care. You can miss. You can skyrocket. But one of those nasty shots now go inside Todd Benz. Two, I want him to build his body just a little bit. Just a little bit. And he's a little too skinny, in my opinion. And like, yeah, I don't care if you get bodied left and right. That's fine. But his dribbling is just ridiculous. I don't think I've seen such composure, balance, and speed. Like, have you guys seen anything like that? Like, obviously, there's Neymar, there's Mbappe. But his touches... Like, uh, for instance, that game against Granada, that one dribble he had against those three players, and then got bodied by one of the guys who got upset. It was so quick. The ball, like, you see Neymar when he kicks the ball and it's like 100 feet away from him? This guy, Vinny, would control the ball. It would not be that far. I don't think I've seen that in Madrid in a minute. You know why he's really good? That comment by Neymar did not make sense. I was just going to say that. You know why he's really good? What are you talking about? Uh, Neymar, when when he dribbles, sometimes he would kick the ball hundreds of feet away from him. And still, obviously, he still gets it, but he would, that ball would be way too far. It would be too far from the defender. And and then Neymar would just follow it, follow through, and still grab it, still, you know, gets ahead of the defender and still grabs it. But anyway. What were you saying, okay. I was saying, you know why he's glowing up crazy, right? Why? It's because the Chelsea legend himself is teaching him how to ball out. Eden Hazard. Who is that? that I haven't heard from him. Wing King is showing Vinny how to properly play. Where does Hazard go next? He's 100% on his way out. God. Either in January so. or next summer. Hazard has literally given Hazard has literally given Vinny his his big break, and it's incredible. There's no he one is. else you should be thinking. He's a waste of space. We messed up. That was like one of the worst transfers we've ever had in a minute. Bro. You mean best because it literally he literally taught Vinny everything he knows. I guess yeah. So. But I want Mbappe to teach everyone else how everything goes. So, you know, weighing on that. Uh, all right. I mean, that's it for now. So I'm just hoping to have a nice transfer window, either this January. It's not likely that Mbappe is coming this January, most likely this summer. Definitely not January. Might, might cost us a uh, couple hundred mil. And maybe Vinny. Well, Who knows? No, Vinny should stay. They should work something out. Yes. On to the next thing, baby. On to the next fun, exciting. John, go with uh, Lagoon because 
It was just depression between us three. So <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> At least PSG won, okay. and Messi finally scored. So with some Something bangers, heavy. get it? Hard bangers with PSG. Some banger goals. All right. Well, we're gonna start with Friday. So Friday, it's Monaco Lille. I'm sure there's. I don't know if there's a rivalry there, but they're two relatively big teams. Um, game started off with Jonathan David, rapid-fire brace. He had a brace Gold. within 10 minutes. Jeez. He scored the fifth and the ninth. And, but Lille were not able to, I guess, capitalize on that 2-0 lead. Monaco uh, made it 2-1 right before halftime and got a, got a red card, and then Wissam Ben Yedder still proceeded to tie the game up in the 83rd. So 2-2 there. Jonathan David, I'm going to check the goal scoring rankings, but he's, I think he's like several goals past he is as the top scorer. Like no has, one's coming close to him right now. he has 10 this year. Or yes, already. probably. Jeez, I'll, I'll, I'll check in a sec. Yeah. Um, Do either of them get an inform for that game? Definitely not Ben Yedder because he didn't, he, all he did was get the goal. And he, um, and he didn't start. He came out on like the 73rd. I don't know, John. Like, I mean, David people don't really usually get like, it's hard to get a informed for a draw unless it's like a really important game. We'll yeah. see. If anyone's going to get it, it's Jonathan David. He was man of the match. But it's, it's usually we'll like, see. it's usually like bigger, bigger games for like top positions, you know? Like, I think, yeah. like Salah got his inform against the city draw, but that's just because he absolutely like, was crapping all over City, you know, even though they drew. But for like Lille and Monaco, who are fighting for mid-table presence right now, I don't think he'll get an inform, but possibly, maybe we'll see. So fair enough. That David he's, Car would look crazy though. Just so you know. Yeah, for sure. His his FIFA cards already looking good. It would be an eighty-six, which is far. Yeah. Um. Next up, we had PSG play Nantes. PSG won 3-1. Um, I got to say, PSG scored in the second minute with Mbappe. It was very. It was like basically a shot that deflected off Mbappe, but Mbappe was somehow on sides. It was a beautiful um, shot. The entire first half was PSG playing some of the best soccer I've seen them play in a long time. And Lafont, who is Nantes' goalkeeper, making some pretty amazing saves. Um he dominant like he was phenomenal in the first half, and I was telling Matteo, like there's, he a hundred percent has to be Francis' third keeper, like there should be no one ahead of him. It should be Lloris, Mignon, and Lafont. I mean, because Mignon's ahead of him, and Lloris. I mean, Lloris, bro, he should, they should, they should clip him. I mean, he's not the guy, guy. They're not going to clip him yet, right? He won them a World Cup like three years ago. He's he just won the nation. Like Larice is for France, he always shows he's gonna, up. Always. He's going to start the next World Cup, and that's probably going to be his last trophy. It's yeah. going to be his last international like hurrah. Nope. My son already says the last trophy. Yeah, his last like, trophy, yeah. right? The last trophy, maybe he knows. The last trophy. I mean, Ab- yeah, Abdul, like... Abdul knows he's going to have a PSG. He's going to have two. I would have that. He's going to have two. He's going to have two Real Madrid strikers up top. You know, so of course they're going to win a yes, World sir. Cup. You know, yes, sir. I can't wait. <laughs> For that third star, baby. They're gonna have I mean, the, they're gonna have the king uh Deschamp <coughs> bullshit. Um oh. all right, next up yeah. Mbappe scored early, yes. PSG played amazing, Lafont was phenomenal in the first half. Second half, Nam started coming back. On a breakaway, Kaylor Navas decided to <laughs> shoulder check someone and got a red card. 
because um, it was a denying of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Um, after his red, just more and more pressure from Nons until they were able to tie the game. And honestly, it was looking like Nons were going to make it 2-1, but one of the best own goals I've ever seen. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. You have to. Messi is like 30 yards out, but like right in the middle of the field. And he goes to play a through pass into the left to to the left wing. And the Nats defender slides to intercept it and literally chips his own keeper. Like I just I still don't under like it was from a it was like from outside the box. I don't even know how it deflected like that. It was wild. Um, and then so that made PSG 2-1, and they gave Messi uh, Messi made a good player, like dribbled past a few players and, and slotted one in the in the I guess bottom left corner. Not one of his, you know, famous curlers from outside the box. And that was the game. And Bobby was man of the match, one goal, one assist. And he's also, I think he's probably one of the assist leaders. And I know he's second probably only to Jonathan David in terms of goal scoring. So that was a game. Feel for nonce there. They played their hearts out, but just unlucky. Uh, Rennes beat Montpellier 2-0. They kind of wrapped the game up pretty early. They were up 2-0 by the 30th minute. And then in the 40th minute, Montpellier got a red card. And that was pretty much that. Uh, Brest, big, big win versus Lens. Lens, who have been dominant this season. And uh, Brest beat them 4-0. It was a huge win for them. Um, Roman Fivre, I don't know how to pronounce that, but he was man of the match with a goal and an assist from right mid. Next up on here, beat Lorient 1-0 with a 68-minute penalty by Thomas Mangani. Metz and Bordeaux played out to a 3-3 draw. Um, so Metz came out in front. Actually, Metz was up 2-0, but then right before halftime, uh, no, I'm crazy. Bordeaux was up 2-0. Right before halftime, Metz made it 2-1. And then right after halftime, Metz tied a 2-2. Bordeaux went up again, 3-2. Mets got a red card, but we're still able to draw the game again. So the game ended 3-3. All I have to say is that FIFA glitch, you know? You get that red Facts. card, you get that momentum. Just start getting that. And man of the match was Remy Odin from Bordeaux, who had two goals and one assist. Left midfielder. Strasbourg tied Reims 1-1 with a 97-minute goal. Um... Crazy. That's mad late in the game. Um, I feel bad for Rems because they were not able to hold off there. Next up, St. Etienne. Big, big, big win. Second one of the season. Uh, they beat Troyes 1-0 with a 60th minute goal from their left back, Miguel Trauco, a former Flamengo left back. He's a Peruvian. He's a Peruvian national. I think he's he's always been a pretty good offensive left back. He can't defend for his life, though, but nice to see him scoring in France. Nice beat Claremont Foot 2-1. Uh, Claremont Foot got an early lead thanks to Florian Ogier, but Nice's talisman, Ruri, scored too late in order to get them the win. He scored in the 76th and the 82nd. I'm telling you, Ruri, every time I watch the highlights, he's, he's, he's always creating chance after chance for Nice. Um, if they don't have him, they don't do much. That man is fire. Uh, and then Lyon Marseille 
played a whole five minutes. I don't even think it was five minutes. I think it was like the game was a – they played three minutes. Marseille got a corner. A Lyon fan threw a full – I mean f- uh, literally a full water bottle and got Depay right in the head. And he – not Depay. Is it Depayette? My bad. Depayette right in the head. And uh, that was it. Game was abandoned. Fans cannot be doing that stuff. That was kind of like a full water bottle coming from that distance. Like, I know that hurt OD. Um, so, yeah, they abandoned the game. That's the second time a Marseille game has been abandoned due to people throwing something at Payette. He seems to be very despised throughout France. First, it was the Nice fans who threw stuff at him. And then when he threw something back, they rushed the field. Now it's the Lyon fans throwing stuff at him. He didn't throw it back because, you know, he got knocked out. But it was was something. So that game is abandoned. They're probably going to have to replay it at some point. And it'll be behind closed doors 100%. For sure. It sucks because they were, I think, it was like 60,000 fans were at the stadium. And one guy threw a water bottle and ruined it for everyone. So it just sucks. Um. That's it for the games, player stat-wise. Jonathan David is the top scorer with 10 goals. Um, and behind are Gaetan Laborde with 8 and Guiri with 8. Um, and then you have a bunch of players on 7, including Mbappe and Andy Delore and Mohamed Bayo. In terms of assists, Mbappe is the leading assister now, 7 assists. He's having a crazy season. Uh, followed by Simon and Klaus with six. Let's see. Mbappe has created nine big chances this season. Delord has created eight. Alfred Gomez still holds uh, the clean sheet title with six. He's the Rens goalkeeper. I think that's about it. Interesting week. Yeah. Good week. Good week. I wish we could have seen Leon and Marseille play, but alas. Yeah, we'll um, only other news that I have, and I guess maybe you guys can go to Alan next because this was a good transition. Um, rumors are that Pochettino is unhappy in Paris. I'm pretty sure Paris is unhappy with Pochettino, and Man United are very keen on bringing him to coach United. And he's There's not no opposed to a mid-season move. So, and it could open up people How like PSG. PSG seem to be interested in picking Zidane up. So, they think it'll encourage Mbappe to remain at PSG if Zidane's the coach. So, I don't How know. do you know he's open to a mid-season move? That's um, just what the news reports were saying. Also, oh, okay, okay, also okay. Liam, um, oh, yeah. it's said that um, Pochettino's wife still lives in England. Um, his son still plays soccer in England, and he says that uh, he's he says and has been said that the Premier League is the best league in the world. So yeah. he's he, also living out of a hotel right now. It's like he's feels very distant from his family and all that. Yeah, so, so it's prob- <laughs> that would be crazy to me if he left mid season like that. I don't know. Well, that's yeah. not even a year, right? No. But if PSG can secure Zidane, <laughs> What's crazy, I don't though, think they'll care. I it's like he's going to be like, yo, I'm out to go coach the other Ronaldo. Like, <laughs> Ronaldo, but I'm leaving three superstars for one. Like, damn. Damn. 
<laughs> Yo. Damn. All right, transition, Allen. Let's. let's oh, yeah, let's honestly, I, I think I don't think it'll be a bad move though. If you guys really think about oh, it. Oh, it won't at all. Look what he has done. Look what he has done to Tottenham. He really took them to second place Prem to Champions League final with a trash ass team, and then obviously made Kane who he is. Agreed. I agree. I agreed. He he brought no trophies, so it's looking good for Man U. Bro, bro, he did. I think he did that just <laughs> his job as a, as a coach. He definitely did his job as a coach. He had he just had trash players. Like, come on, give me five good players from Tottenham. Um, are you kidding me, Serge Aurier? Next, Son Kane. Well, who else? That's it. Uh, Sissoko. Are you kidding me? He's literally like one of the best French players in the world right now. Hugo Lloris. Obviously. French icon and legend right there, Abdul. Next. We have the ex-Real uh, Madrid left back of Reguilon, of course. Can't believe you forgot there. him. So, obviously the Norwegian goat. Sanchez. Hoy I Bure. cannot believe I'm, what I'm hearing from Mateo. He's really praising all these Sahel players. Oh yeah, bro! Because it's just going to be a rain of it's, it's a rain of no trophies. So of course, I don't know. I think he'll do well, in my opinion. Experienced. I think he'll do his thing with Manu. The only he ends reason up it's, it's good is because he's coming back to the prem, so he knows the prem. He knows how to play, so he'll be fine. Alrighty, Alan, bring us into mine and yours. Uh, Depression, please, because... The first round of depression. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, Aston Villa beat Brighton 2-0. Um, it's Aston Villa's first win in their last six. An uh, important result for them. Crystal Palace and Burnley drew 3-3. Surprisingly high-scoring game for two teams that are... well. Crystal Palace having a good season. Burnley, not so much. Brentford and Newcastle also drew 3-3. I don't really know what's going on with the lack of defense. Uh, Norwich beat Southampton 2-1 to go. They're now out of the basement of the table um, and three points clear of the relegation, uh, three points away from the relegation clearance zone. Um, it's two wins in a row after not having a win in their first 10. Uh, Watford beat Man U 4-1, um, battered us. Uh, Wolves beat West Ham 1-0. Um, Liverpool beat Arsenal 4-0. Also, not a great result. Um, Man City battered Everton 3-0. And then Tottenham beat Leeds 2-1. And that pretty much wraps up the Prem. Uh, as far as like star performances, I can't really think of anybody. Like star star performances? Like Raheem Sterling played well for City. Like Watford, like it's four different dudes. So like, and two were in the last minutes of. Uh, Dennis by far is the inform there. He had two assists and a goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'll definitely get an inform. I, I, I hope they give him the the star one, but I doubt they do. Um, With Liverpool, we have tr- tr- Trent. Trent absolutely dominated us, left, right, and center. Yeah, but the problem is like four different dudes scored. Yeah, but so it's two, hard to he, pick. He had two assists in man of the match, so. Okay, maybe. Rip. Um, and that's pretty much it for the premise as far as results. 
besides um, the greatest Wolves result ever well. for Allen that Ole is now gone. Yeah, man, you fired their ass. Well, you guys were already talking about that, so I didn't think I needed to say anything. Um, yeah, uh, he got fired, so Carrick is the interim manager for the next few games at least. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that um, should be interesting. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he probably won't stay around. And then, as far as leaders, uh, Salah's leading the league now with eleven goals. Mane and Vardy are tied second with seven. Antonio is fourth with six. Maxwell Cornet, a left back for Burnley, is fifth now, tied on five, with Rafinha, Ismail Assar, and Diego Yota. And then a million people have four goals. I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna touch that. Hmm. And then as far as assists. I think it's still Pogba, actually. Yeah, Pogba and Salah are tied on seven each. Trent is third, tied third now on six. Gabriel Jesus, Emmanuel Dennis, and Mateo Kovacic are tied fourth with five each. Um, and then clean sheets is, I think it's Mendy. Yeah, Mendy and Ederson still tied on seven. Um, they both had a clean sheet this past week with both teams winning 3 0. Um, oh, uh, and Chelsea won 3-0 too, actually. That was a Friday game. Um, and Allison is third with six, with Alex McCarthy and Aaron Ramsdale tied for fourth with five. Wait, did Chelsea play on? No, they played, they played early on Saturday. They played at like 7.30 Oh, oh yeah, they hammered Leicester 3-0 yep. with Conte scoring a banger. He'll probably be an informed for that he, goal. Yeah, he, he will. He had man of the match too. Um. Yeah, it was it was it was a good week for a lot of teams. Um, and then just to clear up the table, Chelsea is top of the table in first place on twenty nine points after twelve games. Man City is second on twenty six points. Liverpool is third on twenty five. West Ham fourth on twenty three. Arsenal fifth on twenty. Wolves are sixth on nineteen, as well as Tottenham tied tied on points. In seventh on nineteen, and then Manu and Brighton are tied for eighth and ninth on seventeen. And yep, that's that's about it for the Prem. I know much else to really say. Do you think it was the right it's decision? Now? Week. Probably, yeah. I mean, I blame the players more for that last performance than I do the manager. Um, they created a lot of chances. If anybody wants to go and watch the highlights, um, they would have seen that uh, they should have scored at least five goals before the red card, maybe six. Um, but we just didn't take our chances. And I mean, you can't lose to, to Watford 4-1. Um, ben Foster had a good game, though. Uh, the the cycling GK. Yes, It also happens to be the starting goalkeeper for Watford right now because of injury. Um, he had two saves. They were good saves. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Who do you want to sense. replace Ole now? I don't. I don't really care. This. Um, I honestly, I don't really. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, I don't really necessarily think that like a last second addition is going to make them any better. Um, I don't. I don't know if if Pochettino is the answer. He his style is closely related to Ole's though. Like they both like to play like counterattacking soccer slash football. Um. But, like, I'm not necessarily thrilled with what he's done at PSG, so mm. I don't really know if I want him. And then Zidane would be nice, but, like, 
the problem with Zidane is like I think he has his eye on like at the door the whole time, and like as soon as a job opens <laughs> up, he might leave. Specifically, the France national team job. That's the only job I think that would take him, that would take him out. But I hear that he wants to go to PSG. So I don't understand why Pochettino is going to leave before the end of one real season. Doesn't really make much sense. <laughs> That's to me. what I'm saying. I don't know why he. I don't know why he went there. Then, like, if you're that upset with it, why did you go there in the first place? You weren't required to. Like nobody said, like you better go here or you're going to be in trouble. I mean, he was out of a job. No other managers were leaving. We took yeah, but like, what? Gap, but now who gives it? Who cares? His preference is always staying in the Premier. He's oh, been know, on the side. He was already on the sideline for like a year and a half. I know. He was out of the cares? game for a while. What do you mean, bro? You got to make money. You're a coach. You're not a player. You don't need. You don't need to be in shape. It doesn't matter. You can sit on the. You can wait for whatever job you want. Salary, bro. <laughs> he made ten million dollars a year a ton. And what are you talking about? He's got money for days. He doesn't ever need to work again. He doesn't yeah, want you, to. You don't know what his expenses are, bro. Managers at this level manage because they want to manage, not just. But it's also money. like a year and a half all, just sitting and not doing anything was probably eating away. At Zidane's him. about to do the same thing if PSG doesn't take. If if Man U and PSG don't pick him up, he's about to do the same thing. No problem. It doesn't make any sense. He should not have taken that job. He, there were other Prem jobs. He could have taken the Wolves job. He could have taken the Tottenham job back if he wanted. Because Nuno was not the one. He was waiting for the upgrade because that's what he deserves for his performance with Spurs. Maybe. Wolves is not, not good at PSG. Huh? <laughs> actually, actually, it might be. Just might. willing to spend more than Tottenham. What if he goes He's to 100% an upgrade over Tottenham, bro? What? She's 100% an upgrade over time. Oh, no, no. I know that is, obviously. But my point is, if you're going to leave before you're even there a full year, why did you go there? Because it was the opportunity at a time, and he was waiting. Like, no one expected Ole to be fired, especially but with, like... Yo, if he's, that, if he's that unhappy that he's living in a hotel, you did not need to go to France. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Uh, he would have if, if the Man United opportunity doesn't like arise. He's fine with saying, but it's just he really like his goal is to be in the Prem. If he gets the opportunity to go back, he's going to take it. If he doesn't, then he's staying at PSG. Like I don't think he's. They might <laughs> yo if we don't hire Zidane, bro. <laughs> Zidane's not going to Man No, no, no. I said if if we don't, my point is, and he doesn't go to PSG. I guarantee you, PSG, you're probably going to fire Pochettino at the end of the season. Probably, yeah. Because, like, you just ran your mouth and proved that you were not really committed to this team. And he didn't. No, no, no. He didn't say that he wants out. These are all There's speculations. All rumors, rumors saying he's willing to leave midseason. What kind of manager who is a top-level manager says that? This is PSG, not Wolves, John. A rumor is a rumor, though, bro. You can't persecute someone for something a newspaper is saying. It's not one person, though. <laughs> Everybody's saying it. Yeah, but, but people also speculate crazy shit. Maybe, maybe it's all bullshit. Maybe it's Maybe? all speculative bullshit. Maybe. But there's also there's a report that uh, PSG has reached out to Zidane. So clearly yeah, there has PSG to be something there. Yeah, PSG 100% wants Zidane. So then there has to be something there. Doesn't Why would you reach out to him if you have this manager you signed to a five-year contract? Now, that'll make no sense. You're leading the league by 10 points. You're in the Champions League. You haven't lost the game in your group yet. See? It just doesn't make... And I don't like the style they're playing, like I said, but... It doesn't make much sense to me that they would do that if he had committed fully. He's clearly not. 
But he, he'd be fine, Liam. He's probably who we're going to sign, if, if anybody. He's the best option if he doesn't want to coach Man U. It just seems crazy to me that he's living in a hotel. I don't get that. Yeah, it doesn't make any like, bro. Why? Mourinho does the here? same thing when he goes and coaches. He lives There's no home. way Mourinho is living in a Wait, hotel who? in Italy. I know Mourinho has Mourinho's a hotel. Mourinho's entire house. time in Man United, he lived in a hotel. Oh. Entire tenure, Man United, he lived in a hotel in London. That's hilarious. Why would you do that? Why don't you just buy a house? You're like, you're worth like a hundred million dollars, hundred million euro pounds. Man got at least paid just rent one. Bank. Yeah, but that's not home to you. Bro, a hotel rent a full staff. Hotel don't feel like home. <laughs> I think it's like for him, it's like he doesn't want to rent. He'd rather just do a hotel that provides all this stuff because it's no. It, I guess in his eyes, it's not much different than renting a really nice apartment. He gets house cleaning done for free. I don't know. Pochettino's doing it because, like, I think he's just waiting. That's a good point. He was waiting to move his family over, but now he doesn't know. Mourinho, straight up, all he gives a fuck about is soccer. He doesn't want to deal with anything else. So, like, at, at a hotel, it's like you're renting an apartment where you have really good amenities. Where your room gets clean every day. You know, you have breakfast in the morning. I don't know. It's just easier. Yeah, the worst part is uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Pochettino now put himself between a rock and a hard place, right? Because, like, if Man U does not take him, then he's going to be out of a job once again at the end of the season. There's no way they keep him at PSG. Him being out of a job is nothing to, like, nothing. None of these reports are coming from Pochettino. It's a journalist making a lot of speculations. He's leaving because they don't like the style he plays. Regardless of if he's actually said anything or not, if he was fully committed to that board... And they were fully committed to him. They would have not reached out to Zidane already. That's my point. I don't think. So I don't think his issue is commitment. I get what you're saying with in terms of the board, because the board yeah, right now is not like him. Out means they're ready to can him at any moment. But I'm I'm just defending Posh that it's not his doing. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying. I'm saying. I don't understand. Also, like, if this board is that shisty, why go to this team? Money, bro. What do you mean? They, if they cancel his contract, he's still getting a hell of a fucking payday. Hell of a payday. I'm sure, but he's getting You're going to have to pay him out. Like, if it's a five-year contract, they have to pay him out, like, his salary until the I'm end. They'll sure. probably come to an agreement where they'll pay, yeah, like, half of what they owe. It's still yeah, so much I, money I for that. time not worked. So, he's collecting a check. Man could have been coaching anywhere he wanted to, bro. He chose that team, and he was clearly not that committed to it. And PSG's not committed to him. I wouldn't if I'm that level of manager, bro. I'm not going to a team that's not committed to me. That's ridiculous. That this doesn't enough. make any sense. It's fair enough. I'm I'm not a bum. I'm a top level manager, bro. I was in a Champions League final with a whack team three years ago, and we can all admit that team was whack and had no business being there. It was. I mean, there are players on that team who belong there, but as far as a full squad, that team is trash. Man is gonna make millions though. A hundred percent. But again, at that level, you're making millions no matter where you coach. The Wolves managers make No no no, you don't understand, Alan. If he leaves, <laughs> he's gonna go right somewhere else. But he's still gonna well I don't think he depends. is if, if PSG sacks him, he's gonna get a job quickly. But he's I don't gonna think get so. a if man you don't hire him. Even if man you don't hire him, bro. The point is if if he gets sacked the payout is crazy, yeah. right? He's getting oh, paid. Oh, oh, he's getting paid like three years worth of his salary 
Yes, and he can yes. get another job on top of that. That means we'll be making bread. bread no, bread. he could have gone anywhere and coached. So you get millions no matter we're where. We're going you're around going. in a circle. I understand. I'm not saying anything else anymore. Pochettino, <laughs> go to Man United. Zidane, come to PSG. Also, this coming from the same John who has been trashing his tactics at PSG nonstop. Right, I want him out. His tactics are woeful, awful, completely awful for that like, team. Exactly. Go to Man United. So, I, why would he be better there? <laughs> he wouldn't. I just want him out of PSG. Why would he? So then, no, that's my point. Man United are clearly there. slobbering for him. I don't know why. I don't. They I are. haven't heard any. I haven't heard any Man U executive or board member reach out to him. All the I news reports PSG have stated that Man U are dying for Pochettino. Yeah, I, I heard his name has been highly touted for those executives for a while. If Ole had done yeah, a better we, job last no, season, out of Tottenham, Pochettino we was in. Instant. I remember that. They've been Tottenham, talking about now. They've been talking. They've been flirting with him for a year. They've been flirting with him for over a year. It's just Ole wasn't doing bad enough to sack him. Yeah, I mean we finished second back to back years, so it makes sense. Or no, third and then second. Pochettino to United. Yes, sir. Woo! All right. Now, before we get to Liam's sadness. Any, okay, good. Thank you, Mateo. We'll talk about some... Well, this is sort of Liam's sadness. Um, on Friday, Osberg beat Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. This is also Liam's sadness. <laughs> It's just a different type of Liam sadness. <laughs> exactly. This is Liam FIFA sadness, not Liam's mm-hmm. real life sadness. Exactly. Osberg beat Bayern Munich 2-1 to one to stop Bayern Munich from getting their fifth win in a row, and that UPA getting to an 86, 2-1. Two to one. Uh, two, Me and Bill, UPA will come next week, though. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe it'll it's, never come, I, John. It's just five wins in ten games. Maybe it'll never come. They had one job. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, two goals um, pretty early. All goals were in the first half. You had the 23rd minute. Um, they, Osberg went up, and then the 36th, they went up 2-0. Lee Wan then scored in the 38th. And then it was just Osberg holding that lead from the 38th onwards and onwards and onwards. They even brought in the king that Allen loves, Chupamoting, could not score. Sad. Um, on Saturday, we had Armenia Bellafield hold Wolfsburg to a 2-2 draw. Wolfsburg scored both their goals after going down 2-0. They scored in the 62nd, and then they said, you know what? I want to score again. So they scored in the 63rd. Uh, so they scored right back-to-back, and they tied Armenia Bellafield 2-2. Uh, Leverkusen beat Bochum. They're finally back onto their winning ways after struggling a little bit in the league. Um, 1-0. Uh, Adley scored um, with Jeremy Fringpong, good man, um, assisting. So we might see him in the team of the week. He's a right back, so probably uh, low-rated team of the week. Then we have Dortmund winning against Stuttgart in good old Royce fashion. Um, All goals were scored in the second half, 2-1. Malin finally scored a goal for Dortmund. 1-0. 1-0. Then they came back in the 63rd minute and Stugart tied to 1-1. And then Royce in the 85th minute scoring the the winner. So good for Royce finally getting back up there. He got man of the match as well. So possible Royce in form? Maybe. We'll see. Um, London Gladbach battered Guther Fruth. I 
sad. Um, Stindle got man of the match with uh, a goal and... No, sorry, not a goal. He got three assists out of the four. Uh, Hoffman scored two goals. Um, Playa scored a goal and Newhouse scored a goal as well. So they scored... They won, they won that game 4-0, finally. They're doing good. Hoffenheim, with a surprise, beat Leipzig 2-0. Um, they score in the 12th minute and then the 68th minute. And then for that final game on Saturday, you had Union Berlin beat Hertha BSC 2-0. Um, Iwoni opened his tally again in the 8th minute, and then they scored in the 30th minute. Um, Christoph... Christopher Trimmel to make it 2-0. Hertha had a goal ruled out from an offside in the 42nd minute. Um, 45th plus 2, sorry. Um, So they made it, they could have made it 2-1, but it stayed 2-0 and stayed 2-0 for the rest of the game. They even brought in Kevin Prince-Boateng and he just couldn't get it together. Um, (laughs) Sad. And then on Sunday... There's even a a video of one of the Hertha players given... One of the fans, one of their jerseys, and the fan took it and just threw it back. I don't want this jersey. I want wins. It was so funny. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> Give me a W first, and then I'll take your jersey. <laughs> and he like pointed at him like, you don't want it? <laughs> yeah. He was like, why? <laughs> I played. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, on Sunday, Mines tied Colm 1-1. Um, it was a... Good game, uh, one goal, uh, mine score in the 41st minute, and then Colm came back in the 47th to make it 1-1, and it stayed that way. And then you had Frankfurt finally winning um, 2-0 against Freiburg, which is sad because Freiburg was doing re- is doing really well. Um, they're continuing to do well, but they just slipped up against Frankfurt, um, which is sad. Um, so in the table, we have Bayern Munich sitting... After 12 games in first with 28 points. Dortmund's right behind them now with 27 points. Freiburg stays in third with 22. Leverkusen's right on their tail with 21 in fourth. In fifth, you have Union Berlin with 20. Right behind them, tied on points, is Wolfsburg with 20. Leipzig drops back after that loss with 18 in seventh. And then you got two other teams tied with 18. In eighth, you have Mainz. And then in ninth, you have Montagladbach. This is a very close race for the middle of the pack because Hoffenheim in 10th has 17, and then you got Frankfurt in Köln in 11th and 12th with 15. So between 4th and 12th, you got 7 points. So it's a very close mid-table race. Bayern and Dortmund are doing what they usually do and run away, uh, disappear go into the good night of the Bundesliga. Um, down in the relegation qualification, you have Stuttgart sitting there now with 10 points. Osberg is right above them with 12. Um, and then you have Armenia Belfield in 17th in relegation with 9 points. And then the sadness of sad of Gutha Fruth with 1 point and 1 draw after 12 games. Very much sadness. Um, it's sad times for them. They're probably going to go back down, sadly. I mean, I don't see any possible way that they could 
ever come back um, unless Pochettino goes there and revives them, you know? Um, <laughs> um, Would that be okay, Alan? Yeah. Is that okay? That Would that be okay, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, more, that's more his speed, I think. All right, perfect. Perfect. Um, so for the player stats, you have Lee Wan still in first with um, 14 goals. Um, Holland with nine, Anthony Modest with eight, Patrick Sheik with eight, Taiwo Iwanoe with eight. Then you got Hoff, Jonas Hoffman, Jonathan Burkhart, Serge Nabry with six. Um, and with assist, you have Muller with nine, and then you have Kramerich and Wirtz with six, and Kareem Onisoe with five. Um, and then you got with the good old clean sheets. Cohen Castiles with five, Ryman with five, and Bauman with five. And then you got Fleckman, Hodrecki, and Luth all with four, as well as with uh, Zentner with four as well. Um, so they're all, um, it's all close after 12 games. They all have 12 games under their belt. So five and 12 is pretty good. Four and 12 is also very good. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for wraps it up for the good old uh, Bundesliga, and um, we can go into uh, the last part of sadness. Last but not least, the true the true sadness. So I'm gonna start off with the games I watched, which was Fiorentina Milan. Um, we're really we're really missing Mag- Magic Mike. Really missing my young. Uh, Tatru Shanu. <sighs> he had a good game against Inter, but he's had bad games in the past. He's made bad mistakes, and he made another one, which caused the opening goal for Alfred Duncan, first goal of the season for Fiorentina. Yo, Liam. 1 0. Yeah. When I saw that highlight, bro, I lost my shit. I lost it. There's no way. Was it only Tata Rushanu's fault, though? Uh, what? It was 100%. It was, it was 95% Tata Rushanu's part. Bro, it, it was 95%. I'll tell you right now. If Romagnoli was there instead of Gabia, Romagnoli would have booted that to the sky. Bro, all but Gabia, I'm not saying it was good, but all that dude had to do was boot it, and it's your valid. Exactly. And I think just tried that's the difference off. between an experienced defender and an inexperienced defender. And in, an experienced defender would have just cleared that. We wouldn't even have remembered it. We would have been like, you got lucky, Tattoo Deshaun, with the game moves on. Inexperienced defender is going to do something like that to try and get the goalkeeper to, to hold it. But, you know, an attacker is going to pounce on that. And of course, Alfred Duncan, strong, can muscle Gabby out the way, get his foot in there scores and Ebert yells at Gabby you can see it he should have cleared it but Tatsuru Shanu is in my opinion 90% of 95% of fault how do you drop how do you drop that there was no pressure from any other player but you know he made a mistake game moves on <sighs> Sapunata at Milan was a mediocre player we gave him chance after chance after chance Every time he plays us, he loves to play well and score goals. I hate Ricardo Zapanata so much. Scored a banger. Tatu 
maybe it was out of position. It was still a great goal. They go into the half for 2 0. Deservedly. Deservedly. Vlaovic had, I think, two chances that game, two goals. He scores, makes it 3 0. I'm thinking it's game over. Eber says, no, it's not. Two minutes later, bad back pass from one of the Fiorentina back um, center backs. You don't give the ball up to Eber in the six yard box. You know, you just don't do that. Eber scores 3 1. Five minutes later, Teo Hernandez plays the ball across the box. Ibra, 3 2. Game on. And I'm thinking Milan can turn this around. We really can. We're unbeaten this season. Fiorentina's so so this season. They either win or they lose. I thought we could do it. Teo Hernandez pulls a me. Pulls a me. He's dribbling in his own box, loses the ball, passes it to Vlaovic. Vlaovic gets one chance. Beautiful left foot curler right into the bottom left corner. Goal. 4 2. Classic case of Milan shooting themselves in the foot. But I'm not that mad. We were due a loss. We fought back. We made it 4 3. Ibra almost got a hat trick, hit the post, hit off the defender, 4 3. But Vlaovic is a fantastic player. I mean, I think I was criticizing him a little bit. I was asking questions, too many penalty goals. Yes. But this performance was fantastic. I mean, his positioning, Simon Kier was all over him that game. Simon Kier really did lock him up first half, but second half he got free. We Milan had to play more offensive. Simon Kier is looking offensively. He gets the chances. He gets the goals. So Fiorentina four, Milan three. Second big game, Lazio Juve. Um, Juve just played fantastic counterattacking. Chiesa with a great game. Bonucci got a brace off penalties. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Let me woof. I don't know what I just said there, but that was nasty. Um, Juve are picking up steam. They're unbeaten in the last two, I think, or three. Lazio fell apart. They need to get. They need to figure it out. I mean, I don't know what's going on with them. Pepe Reina had a good couple saves, but nothing really he could do against Benucci's penalties. So, Juve pick up steam. First game of the match week was Atalanta Spezia. Atalanta destroyed them 5 2. Mario Paslic had a fantastic game. We might see an inform. Two goals and an assist. Um, Ex Milan player. He was, a, he was great. At, he was good at Milan. He's not great. He was good at Milan. I liked Mario Paslic at Milan when he was on loan from Chelsea. And I wish we had kept him. I think if I'm bringing on Mario Paslic at this stage in his career instead of uh, Lord Krunich, I think that would be a big upgrade. But, you know, Milan let him go. He's doing well at Atalanta. Um, Sassuolo 2-2 Cagliari Gio Pedro scores again off a pen but Keita Balde gets a goal ex-Inter player uh, Samaka gets a goal for Sassuolo as well as Domenico Baraldi off the pen next game was Bologna Venezia Venezia continue their little their little streak another win Okiera Sergio Romero ex-Man United player had a fantastic game um, Alan maybe he could solve maybe he could solve some things over there um, uh, Sergio Romero. Your 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 uh, so, icon. So, 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 Sergio Romero. I'm sorry, did you like that? So, 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 anyway, uh, Sampdoria. That's what I'm saying. Sampdoria played uh, Sampdoria. Candreva continues his work. Great run of form. Another goal gets some team the win. Inter versus Napoli. This is another game that I watched. Now, 
Napoli started off fantastic. They got the opening goal. Zielinski with a great goal. You should watch the replays if you can. Hakan Chalinoglu scores off a pen. It was silly, but it happens. What are you going to do? Uh, Perisic had a great game. He gets a goal. And then Dries Mertens with a banger from outside the box. He comes on super sub Mertens for Napoli. He always comes off the bench and makes a crazy impact for Napoli. Banger of a goal. 3-2. Nothing they could do. Martinez had already got the goal. But Inter... I mean, um, Napoli, just like Milan, they were on their unbeaten streak. We were due losses, and we get them in the same week. That's good for Milan. I'm happy for that. Do I? Am I happy that it was Inter that got the win? No. I wish it was another team because Inter are now a little bit closer. They're in third place. They have 28, I believe. But they halted Napoli at the top for the Scudetto race, which is good for us. I'm glad. Roma beat Genoa 2-0. A Milan legend is now coaching Genoa, Andrei Shevchenko. He had a good game. I mean, he like he coached a good game for Genoa. I feel like Genoa played much better offensively with their strikers. Quick intertouch, good runs, good long balls. But shout out to the 18-year-old Felix Afeina Gayan. Comes on, Mourinho subs him on. Plays his heart out, gets two fantastic goals. Mkhitaryan makes a beautiful attacking run from the middle into the top of the box. Plays the ball through for him. He's on the right side. Beautiful little side touch for the side of his foot. Bottom left corner. Nothing a goalkeeper could do about it. 1-0. Then he's outside the box. A beautiful 35, maybe 32-yard goal. You guys should watch the highlights on that one too. Fantastic. So I'm going to watch out for him next game. That's for sure. And now... The last two, which were today, Hellas Verona Empoli, Barak again, Antonin Barak. I keep telling, I keep bringing his name up in the podcast. He's a great player. He got a fantastic goal today and he played a great game. Hellas Verona 1 2 1. Romagnoli for Empoli scored, no relation to uh, the GOAT, Alessio Romagnoli. Hellas Verona dominated the game. Empoli has some great chances. At the end of the game, Tamez, the substitute for Hellas Verona, comes on, gets lucky on the deflection. 91st minute, 2-1. Hellas Verona deserved the win, absolutely. They keep their little unbeaten run. I think they're five unbeaten now. So props to Hellas Verona. Torino, with their first, in my opinion, their first good game this season. They beat Udinese 2-1. De Lufeo, ex-Milan player, he tried, could have had two, three assists. Nothing he could do. Premier and Brecalo. Fantastic players for Torino. Bracalo for Torino, in my opinion, should have been man of the match. Bremer was man of the match, but Bracalo had a fantastic game for Torino. Bellotti had a good game. He had an assist. The goals that Torino scored were beautiful, as well as Udinese's goal. Uh, Fostireri's goal for Udinese was fantastic. You guys should watch the highlights on that. Torino get their win. It's it's the first game I've seen Torino deserve a win. Truly, truly. From their goalkeeper, the goalkeeper had a fantastic pass to set up the goal, even though he could have made a better save on Frustrated's free kick goal was fantastic. Could have made a better save on that, but it was great. It was great. It was a great game. So if you want to watch some highlights, I would watch the Torino one, Hellas Verona one, the Hellas Verona one, 
and the Roma went to see that 18-year-old. And that just about wraps up the Serie A. I will discuss uh, the table. Milan, do yeah. you have a question or something, Alan? Uh, yes. Or Matteo, what? I hope you know that Romagnoli is related to Romagnoli. Oh, I know. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, they're, they're blood brothers. I know. They're, they're siblings of the same race. But the they're, they're no relation. But they're related. But they're no relation. The no relation. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No relation. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You see? No relation. No relation. No relation. Right. Okay. Just because, just cause, you know, no relation. Just because they're born by the same mother, no relation? No, 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 no. Just because one goal, no relation. Oh, okay. No relation. No they, relation. They both played on Milan, but no relation? No, 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 no. No, but no relation. Okay. No relation. No relation. No relation. No relation. We don't know him. Okay. We don't know him. I'm telling you, Milan, we don't know him. We don't know him. But you know Romagnoli. Alessio, the only Ro- the only Romagnoli we acknowledge is Alessio. The only Christian, you know, you get, you, okay, good. Clear that up. Good. Now, the tables for the Serie A. Napoli are the top. Thankfully, they lost. Milan are second. Inter third. Atalanta fourth. Roma fifth. Lazio sixth. Fiorentina were in seventh. After that win, they remain in seventh. So, you know, it was really just a win for them. More of a more of a loss for Milan. Stats. We have clean sheets. I'm gonna start with clean sheets. Saucy. Just because, you know. Just a shout out Napoli, David Ospina, eleven matches, seven clean sheets. Patricio, 13, 5. Romero, Sergio Romero, Allen, like I said earlier, he's played six matches, three clean sheets. That's 50%. That's 50%. That is 50%. Of course, you know. Uh, Mang Yang is there with uh, an ad over him on the on, on the stat, so I can't see it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. There's just an ad. I can't click it. There's nothing I could do about it. Okay. Um, for the top goal scorers, Mateo, maybe you can help me out. Someone help me out. For the top goal scorers, though, Immobile, he's got 10. Vlaovic with his brace, he's got 10. Simeone's still up there with 9. Zapata's got 8. Jao Pedro, he's got 8 after his goal this year. I mean, this uh, this match day. Ed Dzeko, he's up there with 7. And a whole bunch of players have 6 and 5. But, assists. Pasilic is now tied with Barella after his assist this game. He's got five tied with Barella's five. Alberto is now second, tied with a whole bunch of people at fourth, along with Teo Hernandez. He's got four assists. He's tied at third. Excuse me. They're all tied at third place. Teo Hernandez at left back has four assists this season. So he's still, you know, showing that offensive ability, whether it be assisting or scoring. Now, the stat I love is... Despite Eber's absence, he's the top goal scorer for AC Milan with five goals. And in this, in this, in the uh, in the season, he's got the most minutes per goal with a seventy-four minutes per goal ratio. So that's uh, it's pretty good. Second is Roberto Piccolo with seventy-seven. Joaquin Correa with seventy-seven. So the only difference I like that. though with Piccolo is he has one goal in seventy-seven minutes. 
Ah, yes. Yeah, so he, you know, actually, Joaquin Correa is second with uh, 70, 79. Yeah. And Giovanni Simeone is third with 80, 82, yeah. although he has nine goals. So Giovanni Simeone can be second, you know. We'll yeah. do it like that. Do it like that. I like it. And, uh, and that'll do it for Syria. I mean, good week. Good week. Decent, decent week. Decent week. Sergio Romero back to menu is uh, the highlight for me. Rough week. Rough week for uh, MLS. What happened in the MLS? Oh, gosh. Uh, the Red Bulls lost in... <laughs> we hate to hear that. Oh, John and I were watching that game. We were like, let's get it interesting, you know? We do well, 90 minutes, holding them down. 105 <laughs> minutes, holding them down. 120 minutes, holding them down. 123rd comes around. Guy from outside the box on a free kick says, at, like after the free kick happens, ball bounces outside to the outside of the box. My man says, ah, why not? Let me rip it. Rip <laughs> it. Goes in. Philadelphia Union end up winning in the 123rd minute, 1-0. Yep. The second game, Sporting KC won 3-1 against Vancouver. Um, wasn't wasn't really a surprise. Sporting KC is much better. Uh, Graham Zuzzi was man of the match. Um, and then you had uh, Portland won 3-1 against Minnesota. And NYCFC beat Atlanta United uh, 2-0. So now the next couple of matches are going to be set. Well, at least one of the one side of the bracket is. So you're going to have the Colorado Rapids against Portland and then NYCFC against New England Revolution. And then tomorrow we have Rail Salt Lake against uh, Seattle Sounders, and then you have Nashville against Orlando, and whoever wins those, whoever Nashville against Orlando wins, they'll play Philadelphia, and then Seattle Sounders against Real Salt Lake, whoever wins that will play Sporting KC. Um, those games will be happening later. I was saying it's a rough weekend because most of our teams got battered. Um, sad times. Uh, yeah. Uh, was not it, you know? I don't know. To Liam's friend, uh, FC Porto and Sporting CP <laughs> are both tied on 29 points. Benfica are right behind him with 28. And then you got Estroli with 20. Braga with 19. Um, where's that? You said the team was Porto Monense, was it, John? Or... Uh, Tundela is the one we're buying. Thumb, you said... Thumbdala? Mm-hmm. Tundela, Tundela. Oh, Tundela. My fault. Tundela is currently in ninth with 12 points. they don't get relegated. That's what I'm saying. They're chilling. They're mid-table right now, baby. Liam, for your confusion, Flamengo is purchasing a team in the Portuguese First Division. Called Tundela. Flamengo is... Yes, they are. And we're probably going to buy an MLS team, too, for LA. Huh? It's going to be called the Los Angeles Flamingo, I think. <laughs> no way. It has yeah. to be called the Los Angeles Flamingos, because that just makes it so much better. 
But that and is, can, and then you can be a flamingo. Jokes. We get bread, bro. Yes, sir. All right. How is that? Like, okay, well. No, so our brand is worth yeah, a lot please. of money. Our brand is worth a lot of money, so we're not actually putting money into it. Um, it's just like a group of like billionaires want to use our name and uh, basically make like purchase teams around the world. Kind of like the Rebels. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like but because they're using our name, like we we own like half whatever they buy, like we own half of it. So like we're gonna be making money in a they call it like we want to make money in a stronger currency. So like profits that those teams make, like we'll take half of, and also just like a good way to um like move our young talent. So like we'll probably loan a lot of our younger players to like the Portuguese team or the U S team so that they get more exposure and playing time and stuff like that. So I see. I see. Basically like Red Bull, right? Like Red Bull, like no, just like Red Bull, Red Bull, Salzburg. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just start moving their teams around. Fair enough. enough. All right. Time to get down to the fun stuff. Qatar 2022. One year away, and we will be having the World Cup during winter. Can't wait. It's going to be the weirdest time I've ever lived in. Wow. Where I'm having so the World Cup in November to December. Dang, that's going to be... Yo, and we're going to have to wake up early, boys. Wow, I'm probably going to be in school. Oh it's going to be so Games early. Games are going to be at like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, oh, like 7 a.m. It's going to be Qatar. It's like a 12-hour so, difference. Yeah. Yep, you might have to start taking night classes to wake up for those games. Check, check, check real quick. Wow. I think it's 12 hours. Um, So, yes. So, for obvious reasons, if people do not know, um, whoever hosts the World Cup gets an automatic qualification to the... um, to the World Cup. So since Qatar is hosting, Qatar will be is has already been automatically qualified to the World Cup. So they will be they were technically the first team qualified. Um, John, it is only eight hours ahead. It's not too bad. I mean, we will still be some early games. Terrible, early. to be honest. It is eight hours ahead, so we will be able to watch some games, but it will mostly be nighttime games. Which is probably better for the players, regardless, because it is going to be hot. Oh yeah! If it's nighttime games, we'll be able to watch all of them because they'll yeah. be during the day for us. Exactly. But any like any like on the weekend, sometimes I'll do like a a, a random like an eleven or twelve. Yeah, like those daytime game. games. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be rough. All right. So, qualifications for the European Union has finished up, and we have the teams of. Germany, Belgium, France, Croatia, Netherlands, Switzerland, Denmark, Spain, Serbia, and England have all qualified for the World Cup. Yes, sir. Woo, indeed. France will be coming back just to lose in the group stages as the curse of the winners continue. Or European curse of the winners. Yeah, whatever. The South American winners don't don't follow. Only them. one South American winner, right? Calm down. 
Oh, well, we didn't fall for it, so. <laughs> All right, now the teams in second have to go into a playoff game. It's a one game to qualify for the World Cup. No, it's, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not? You go to semifinal. It's, it's three groups, semifinals and final. Oh, okay. That's interesting. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? So how many groups is it total, Matei? How many groups were in qualification? Uh, for the um, for UEFA for Europe. Yeah, you should have twelve no. groups, right? You had ten groups. Ten groups. Ten. Groups. So, so the ten second place teams plus the two teams who made the Nations League semifinals, or I guess the two highest placed teams in the Nations League that aren't already qualified. They go. They get split up into three groups, so four teams to each group, in which they play a semifinal and a final. And then basically the winner of the final three, so only three of those twelve teams will qualify for the World Cup. So if it makes sense, the then let's let's say Portugal, Sweden, Italy, and Ukraine were all in um, one group, right? Listen, listen, listen. Wait, wait, I'm gonna be honest. Okay. Can we restart one more time? I'm still okay. confused. Okay. So there, there are 10 groups of the European qualification. 10 teams okay. automatically qualified from first place. Okay. All the teams in second place are now split. They are split into two technical table thingies. So you got the, top, the teams ranked from like the highest ranked teams are on one side. And on the other side are the lower seeded teams. So you got two... Team, like two groups of five, those groups will then be split up. Into Wait, no, you you're forgetting the two from the Nations League. Sorry, it's twelve total. Yeah, so it's twelve total. My fault. Yes, because you have to have uh, four teams in three groups. So you're gonna have two other teams from the Nations League. So two. I don't know who it's gonna be from the Nations League because I, I saw a post. Uh, it's it's like I think it's like the Czech Republic and someone else. I don't know. Interesting. Something, something. I don't know. Maybe it's not the Czech Republic, but it's... It might be Poland. Two teams. Maybe? The point is it's 12 teams yes. play for the final three European spots. The way they do it is they split those... So they have two pots, and they'll draw a team from pot one versus a team from pot two. So like Matteo said, um, it's based on how... It's based on your FIFA ranking. So teams very high in the FIFA ranking are in pot one, teams lower are in pot two. Um, and it, so it's 12 teams split into three groups. So that's four teams to a group. Um, by, and then like the groups are just, it's two semifinals and a final. So four teams are both, all of them are, what is it? Someone from pot one and pot two is put against each other. And yep. it's the same thing on the other side of the bracket. And the winner of those two games play each other in the final. Yep. And that's done three times. So. Yep. Exactly. So, so let's, so basically so like let's Portugal, say Portugal and Italy won't face each other unless they're in the same group and they wouldn't face each other until the final. Until the final, yeah. So you would have Portugal against Ukraine and then like Italy versus Wales. And then they those so Italy versus Wales would happen and then you would have Sweden versus um Portugal happen. And then from those two games, if Portugal wins and Italy wins, then Portugal versus Italy would happen. And then whoever won that would get qualification to the World Cup. Does that make sense, Liam? And you have three groups of of the twelve teams that were in second place. Well, ten teams that were in second place, and then two from the Nations League. Those will get split up into four groups, or, or three groups. Sorry, 
with four teams in each. They would each play one game at the home team stadium. Um, whoever wins that then moves on to the next. And then whoever wins their the other game from the other two teams would then move on. And then whoever wins that from one group goes on to the World Cup, the next group to the World Cup, and the other group to the World Cup. Does that make sense, William? There's a picture I put on the chat, so we can show Liam later. Yes. All right. Um, continuing, there are only two other teams that have fully qualified for the World Cup besides Europe and Qatar, and that is Brazil and Argentina. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So those are the only other... Keep an eye out for Argentina, man. Yeah. They have the best Argentina. This team is way better than 2014 and wants the final. Much better. And they, ha they haven't lost a game either. So it's been... They are so confident. They are it is so alarming. Confident. They are very interesting to watch. And just, dude, Emiliano Martinez. and I think it's just the introduction of Emiliano Martinez. Yeah. And Romero. Yeah. Romero, the center back for Tottenham, is so... He's such a good center back. He, it's so he, he got he got injured actually when they played Brazil. Yeah, he did. But when but he he's a huge while he's he was on, hug. he absolutely locked. Like Vinny was locked up. Like Vinicius could not create a single play against Romero. Had his number the yeah. entire game, and then he got injured. And then Vinny started turning up. But like <laughs> Romero was not letting him. Was not anything. letting him have was, space or anything. Yeah. You no, know, always closing him down. Always catching up to him, which is impressive. Like that's a really fast for a defender. Yeah, he's he's very quick. Yeah, his introduction into the national team is hundred uh, percent. Him and Emiliano Martinez, I think, are the two most important new players for Argentina for this new generation. I agree. Um, I don't know how the other nations work. If I'm being honest, or the other um, Asia, Asia's Africa just went to their next round. Yeah. So, so same like, with same with the asian one i don't think i think asia went to their next round a while ago oh they did yeah, they did sorry so yes they have been so their last two or sorry their last two um african asia should be in their last round right now. so uh, asia is in their last round there are six teams left in it the first two are go through the third has to play in that international yeah battle like versus of, like oceana or whatever. exactly um, so you have Saudi Arabia in first. Wow. I don't know how are they are there. Doesn't make sense to me. And you have Japan in second. Australia is in third. Oman in fourth. China in fifth. Vietnam in sixth. Vietnam has zero points. I don't think they're making it through. Um, it seems like so. uh, and then on the other side, South Korea was killing it. Yes. In and, South Korea and Iran. Or yeah, Korea, exactly. Right. And on the other side, you got Iran in first, mm -hmm. South Korea in second, United Emirates Arab in third with six points, Lebanon with five, Iraq with four, and Syria with two. Seems like the top three for both groups are practically decided. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, for the Comeball, uh, the South American League, or qualification you have brazil and argentina who have already already qualified then you have ecuador with 23 colombia in fourth with 17 peru with in fifth with 17 and then you got chile 
and Uruguay with 16, and Bolivia with 15. Yeah, Uruguay 15. is very close in the qualifying, which would be Uruguay's very Uruguay's having a very tough time. Chile's having a tough time. It's going to be interesting. Last hurrah for these teams and for the, uh, for I mean, most of these teams, to be honest, um, to try to solidify their spot in the World Cup. I hope Ecuador goes through. They're in a good spot right now. They do play Brazil, so I wonder if Brazil brings in like their full. Brazil's going to be straight test mode, like until yeah, that's what the I was thinking. Right? Right? Like they're, they're just going to bring in some youth players. They're going to bring in some other guys. They're going to just test formations out, stuff like that. Um, so yeah. I, I wonder how those games are going to play out for some teams because they still have to play four games before they fully qualify. So. So some of these teams might have to play Brazil. Some of these teams might have to play Argentina. Depending on how Ecuador does, Ecuador might qualify in 66 days possibly. Um, they play in January and then February. So they might be able to qualify, sneak in. Wow, it's crazy. 66 days, 2022. Jesus. That just blew my head top. Uh, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Um, and then for the last one, we have the USA. In the CONCACAF, um, you have Canada currently in first with 16 points, USA with 15, Mexico with 14, Panama with 14, Costa Rica with 9, Jamaica with 7, El Salvador with 6, and Honduras with 3. Now, do we think the U.S. is going to go through? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. I, I have my doubts... And the only reason I have my doubts is because I saw a stat that said the USA has only had four points from all their away games. Or five points from all their away games in qualification. Yeah, but they still have some weaker teams to play. And they do. Sorry, who's but, the team in fourth? Remind me. But they have to play Canada away, Mexico away, and Costa Rica away. Three big teams away. And they have a tough time playing teams away. With the amount of points they already have, though, it's, I think it's difficult for them to get pushed out of the top four, right? At the, I think at the minimum, they'll get like the – what is it, top three qualifying? The top three qualifying, like, fourth has to go through the the uh, battle of the playoffs of every yeah. nation thing. At this point, I just don't see them getting knocked out of at least that top four. I agree because from fourth so, to fifth is five points, so – yeah, and those teams aren't making up that gap. And what did you say? Three games left. Uh, four games. Uh, actually, there's sorry. There is. Uh, one, two, three, four. F- there's six games left. Oh, then yeah, they're 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 fine because they're still going to play some bad teams. They have like to play El Salvador. El Salvador. They have to play. Yeah, Honduras. but that's where we'd be choking. This as long as they win their home games, they'll be fine. This is true. If they can beat El Salvador and Honduras, they should be solid because they have to play Canada away, Mexico away, Costa Rica away. But they also so have to play Panama. So that puts pressure on those players, honestly, though, for those first two games because that makes them must-wins. That makes them must-wins. Yeah, and they play in El- the eyes of those. El- in the yeah. eyes of that away record, those two home games are must-wins. Yeah. Three if anything, games, they're more important yeah, than those have, away games. They have three home games, three away games left. Okay, so those three, those three are arguably more important than the away ones because and the tough, gotta win the home yeah, ones. Yeah, the tough thing is they got USA against El Salvador on the twenty seventh. Then they got Canada against USA against the on the thirtieth, and then February second you got US against Honduras. So you got back to backs to backs. Off rip. 
I think they're okay. Game. I think they'll I get think they're okay too because well. and then again you got in March you got March twenty fourth Mexico U S. March 27th, the U.S. Panama. March 30th, Costa Rica, U.S. So you got back-to-back-to-backs again. It's going to be rough, but I, th- I, I, I mean, I think they'll sweep, They'll be able to get through. They just have to win their home games. That's really all they got to do. They win their home yep. games, they're good. That's Especially because I don't do. think Pan, Pan was a good start, but I don't think they'll last. That makes sense. Like, I don't think they'll push into those top three I positions. I so either. Like they, yeah, they really did have a good start. They've had a good start so far in their eight games. Um, it's gonna be a nail biter if we lose one of those though. <laughs> they did. They. Uh, that's the thing. They beat. They beat the USA one zero away at, at home. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, what's going on? They tied Mexico too. So it's interesting. Like if they could do something, but I mean, again, we'll see. As long. What's important is that, like, as long as like the US key players are like all healthy, mm-hmm. or like Pulisic is recently coming back. Like I think he missed like all the first games. Um. Rain has been kind of out for a while. So, like, by the time they play the next set of games, like, as long as we get some as long, players yeah, back. As long, as long as they stay healthy, too. Because if they go in with a broken a broken team, it could just yeah, be yeah, rough, yeah. you know? Like, if, if McKinney gets injured or, like, God forbid, like, one of these, like, um, a couple of these big, big guys get injured again, it just, it could ruin, like, all the hard work that they've done and a lot of these young guns possible like first world cup and stuff like that to bring the u.s back into it so hopefully they can i'm sure, I'm sure stay healthy and most most if not all of them will be healthy by that time yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be well into the season they'll be like fit yeah they'll so, be very well into the season yeah they'll be halfway through this season pretty much for their their first yeah. stint of uh of games there i got faith me too same me too. I hope I hope they get through because they have a good young team. I want to see how they do against European sides. Yeah, and it's just really good for them to get this experience now before they host. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. they host in twenty twenty six, they'll all be in their primes too. So it'll be yep. it'll be that's fun. when like there's it's gonna be spicy. Depending on how these players develop, the U.S. has a good chance of making a very deep run in twenty twenty six. Yeah, I, again, I, I really I really want to see how they play against European sides because. They really haven't played against any European side, so I really want yeah, to see yeah. how, they, how they're able to. Um, handle, really can put a hamper on. Yeah, on exactly. How they're how, how they Yeah, exactly. Since there's like no friendlies and, and stuff like that anymore, that I want to see how if they're able to handle and really get to the. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's what it also sucks. Like, cause it seems that like North and South American teams don't get to play against European sides as much for friendlies, especially now with the introduction of the Nations League. Yeah, it's like no, Europe has no. kind of secluded itself and. Um, Brazil's coach was making like a big fuss about it because he was like, you know, every World Cup Brazil loses to a European team, um, and, it, and it's been like that for like a couple of World Cups too. Yeah. Because but it's like we don't get to play them; we're not tested against them, right? We're absolutely washing the rest of South America, and then we play a team that's on our level, and then we start seeing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, yeah, exactly. Because you, you need you to get, have these high level friendlies. To, yeah, you get used to playing against teams like. Ecuador, not Ecuador, but like smaller, like Bolivia, and yeah. but you're not used to playing against teams like because like now with the Nations League, France is playing like Germany, yeah. Spain, Italy, like every month. So they're they're used to playing top notch teams all the time. Yeah. So they're they're ready for it whenever it comes to them. But but Brazil and 
Argentina, those guys, they, they got to find, they got to play against Bolivia like three times a month. No, I mean, like, like, oh, when you're so easy. far ahead of the competition you play against, of course you're not going to find any issues with your team. Yeah, exactly. You got to find like, the weaknesses against, and stuff like that when you play against bigger yeah. teams. So, yep. we'll see what happens. Liam, I have a question for you, my friend. I have an answer. How are you feeling coming Wednesday? Nervous, um, apprehensive, but with hope. Um, there is a sliver of a chance that Milan go through to the round really? of 16. Really? Sliver. John, sliver. John when, when, sliver. when we say sliver, it is a sliver. You guys don't play Liverpool, man. It's going to be tough. Sliver. Porto also need to... Pour- Porto need to get like destroyed. Porto, only, yeah, they need to get destroyed. But they also, if they beat Liverpool, they no, go. No, I don't think there's any. There's a chance. I'm there, gonna see if I can find the post. I saw it too. I saw I it too, you. Liam. You need to beat Atletico Madrid, and you need to hope Atletico and Porto tie. No, yeah. that wouldn't even work. All right, here it is. I found it. See if I can find it, you found, found it. it. Yes. So Liverpool won the group. Porto will qualify if they beat Liverpool and Atletico lose to AC Milan. Um, Atletico Madrid, a draw keeps their UCL hopes alive, and AC Milan must win their next two games for a chance at qualifying. A chance. So it's a sliver. I don't Again, even think mathematically that makes sense. Slight sliver. I don't know, John. Because all right, so Milan is one point. Yes. Oh no, they can get up to seven. Oh, my math is bad. Never mind. They do have a chance. <laughs> I thought the, I thought the highest they can get to was five. Oh, yeah, they they got one with two wins. They got seven. Oh, they're good, they're good. So they got a they got a chance. They just need yep. they need Porto to lose, and then they need Atletico and Porto to tie. That's that's literally mathematically how it will work. Yep. That's the only way it'll work. If Porto and Atletico tie and Milan win their next two games, they will qualify for the next stage. I would be rooting for Milan, but I need my Renan Lodi upgrade. So. <laughs> He needs your Monaco, he says Monaco he needs his Renan Lodi upgrade. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh. oh. Nasty. I'm very hopeful for PSG just because apparently um, we're going to see. Here, finally, No, that I know, but I'm saying because um, Ramos is fit and he's been included in the Champions League squad. So oh, nice. Might, he might make his his debut against City, so I kind of hope to see that because I want to see how he how they'll play with like with Ramos. City with no De Bruyne, right? Is that confirmed? No, no De Bruyne. He is out. He is out ten games. Uh, ten games. Sorry, ten ten days. So he missed last match. He's missing this match, and he is missing the West Ham match. Those are the three matches he is missing. Unless he tests positive after those, then he'll obviously miss more. Um, PSG have all their players, so yes, they do. Yes, a very do. good chance that they and City City are missing Grealish win. and uh, Ferran Torres as well. Mm. Yep. So they're still missing. They're missing some attacking power as well. So I, I personally see this going uh, PSG way just because they're missing big guns, and PSG might have their full. PSG going to have everyone. Exactly. Exactly. Navas will still be there. They, they could have Hakimi, maybe Ramos, Marquinhos. Verratti. You know? Rocky's going to be there. 
Exactly. Yeah, they'll be good. Donnarumma should be back from his poop problems. Exactly, yep. I, I hope so. I hope to see them in full force. I want to see what they look like full force, too. Like all, 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 all power brought together. All six Infinity Stones brought together. See what it can bring. Six Infinity Stones with a 99 cent store gauntlet. Because Pochettino. <laughs> yes, this is true. We'll this see. is very true. This is true. That was a good one, John. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Damn, the disrespect of Pochettino. <laughs> it's, it's just the tactics, man. I, I respect him as a coach. The tactics just aren't, aren't. John, you want to talk about what's going on on Saturday, nah, my bro, friend? I don't want to jinx it, bro, to be honest. All right, fair enough. Yeah, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. I want to know. All right. I want to know. You won't jinx it telling me. Saturday. I'm putting that energy out Flamengo there right now. No jinx. Palmeiras in the Copa Oh, it's the big game that he was going to invite us for, but then decided, no. No, because I, I can't. Like, I can't. If we lose, like, I don't I don't want to have you guys over. Bro, if you lose, we'll make you feel better, bro. Well, no, Not because, because, I'm because a different person when I'm watching. Because if they game. lose, we're getting punched in the face. So it's better we... I'm getting punched in the today. face, bro. I'm just going to like go to my room and like lock, lock the door. <laughs> I'm going like, to kick you guys out, to be honest. We're just going to hear... Let's not we're, do that. We're going to so hear... So my concession is... We're going to hear old Drake songs playing in the room really loud if they lose. <laughs> <laughs> like Marvin's room just fucking Yeah, Marvin's blasting. room on replay. <laughs> but I'm going to be... I'm going to literally drink my sorrows away. Be so oh my sad. God. So, so let, me, let me give some context. So like... First, my concession is if they win and they go to the Club World Cup, if they make the Club World Cup final, because they have to play the semis first, if they make the final, most likely they pay Chelsea. It's on a Saturday. I'll have you guys over. And they'll batter Chelsea. Okay. Easy. Because that, that's the game I don't really give, you know. It's like, I'm really going to be Chelsea. If we do, it's going to be awesome. But I'm not like, it's not going to kill me if we don't. Oh, they definitely will be um, Chelsea. The reason why I'm so James stressed about... John. Really yeah. The reason I'm so stressed about this game is like, I would say Palmeiras is like the rival, like the only team that's really been competing with us for like the past five years. And so like the rivalry is really strong. The fans like hate each other. I can't lie, Liam. Like, this sounds very bad for Flamengo with how John stated everything to me. So like if Palmeiras has lost to Flamengo for like four years straight. Yeah, they haven't beaten us in like four years. Their fans hate us. Mm. We hate them. All we do is mock them. Like we mock them all the time. But now we're playing them in this ginormous final, and it's just like, I just like, if we lose this, I'm not gonna be able to like look at comments on like my. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm trying to put it like Liam. Like it's like playing a Champions League final against Inter Milan. It, for me, that's that's what it is right now. Whoa! But it's like. It's Inter Milan Whoa. also. It's what? also you sure it's not like Juve or no, no, no. no so no, no, I think I think to we don't have rivals right now. To pers- I, I, it's tough because Inter has won the champ, like has won that shit. I feel no, like no, no. But I'm, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it up for you. So it's but it's it's let's say let's pretend like Inter level of rivalry of hatred mm-hmm. right now, um, coupled with the fact that you, imagine if Inter were tied with you guys on Champions Leagues, and this would be a tiebreaker. Oh my God. And not only would it be the tiebreaker, it would make you the most successful Brazilian team in the Champions League if you win it. On top of on top of the, the fact, lot riding on that. On top of the fact that I'm gonna have to watch that on game. On top of the fact that Inter hasn't. 
beat you in four years. Four years. And you've mocked them four years in a row. Like and mocked, now, like, and now like this game is coming down. It literally has like the storybook of like. It's I, just like I can't. I can't. Like, yeah. it's gonna, That's it, get, it gets me stressed. I need this win. <laughs> it gets me stressed. need this win. It'll be our third Champions League. I'll like. That'll be amazing. We'll be tied with Sao Paulo and Santos and Gremio. We'll have we'll be considered the team with like the most Champions Leagues in Brazil. Tied with three others, but still counted as the most. And a shot at the World Club, the Club World Cup title. And just beating them again in the, the biggest stage. The last time we, we played them in the final earlier this year, too, we played them in the Super Cup final, which tied 2-2. And they were they were we went to penalties. We missed, we scored our first and missed the next two, and they made their first three. Those three one on pens, they just needed to score one of their last two pens, or we needed to miss one of our last two pens, and they were the champions. And our keeper did some like bullshit, literally got into their heads, and they missed both their pens. And we went on to, to beat them in the palace. It was like too much, it's too much. I need this win, that's all I'm gonna say. And if we don't get it, I'm gonna be very depressed. So. I was going to say, it's sort of like Arsenal against Tottenham, where we have like trophies, but Tottenham has none and hasn't had yeah. some. And now we're facing in this big trophy battle to see who's yeah. better. And Honestly, like if we were playing a team that wasn't a rival, like if we were playing like a River Plate or a Pope, <clears throat> I wouldn't be stressed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, like if we win, awesome. If we lose, like fuck, it sucks. But like, at least I'm not going to like... It's like I can't deal with losing rivals because I see what the fans say. Like I see the ta- like it's always mocking and taunting nonstop online, and like I'm just gonna want to. I'm just gonna be constantly reminded of the time. Aren't one of you? Isn't, isn't one of your um, family members a big Palmetas fan or no? No, no, I don't have any. Thankfully, I don't. Oh, okay. But like, <laughs> I'm also to, also gonna be like having to hear from family members because most of my family members hate Flamengo. So it's just like the mockery. It's just going to be constant mockery for like a year and a half. And I'm not with it. (laughs) So pray for us. What I am happy about is. Oh, what's up? Oh, our guest. (laughs) Have a a goodness gracious. What's up, bro? Y'all got David Louise, man. Yeah, man, we haven't. Well, we can see he finally conceded a goal. And Felipe seven Luis, games, one goal conceded. David Luiz is a ball. David Luiz. He got David Luiz and Felipe Luiz. He got both. I forgot Luises. Felipe Luiz was there. And Kennedy, Chelsea, the trifecta of Chelsea legends. This is true. Yes, yes, <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Yo, be careful. So in Brazil, there's this thing we call R.I.P. the lay, not the lay. Sorry, the law of the X. And what it means is. The player who used to play for your team will always score against you. So get ready for a Kennedy, David Luiz, Felipe Luiz goal in the World Cup, the Club World Cup final against Chelsea as we wrap up oh, a sweet 3 0 win. Like some long shot, like free kick from David Luiz. Some Kennedy's going to score like a bicycle kick. <laughs> and Felipe Luiz a little tapping. Yeah. Something, it's going to happen. Something simple for him. Simple and sweet. Exactly. Congrats, James, on Chelsea is probably going to win the, the Premier League this year. Yeah. Pull two points ahead of City. Three. Did I miss it? You guys talk about it already? 
Yeah, we talked. Well, yeah. Alan kept it short and sweet because <laughs> of yeah. uh, of what happened uh, with with Manu. Um, but yeah, we it's spoke, very short. Yeah, we spoke about sweet. We spoke about uh, Chelsea. Yeah, they're three points up right now on City, hanging out in the good old first place, and they play. It's Man looking U. good. They play it's still Man early though. Yeah, it is, but still, I mean, you guys beat Man U next weekend. Yes, Rob's also just mad consistent. Yeah, Tuchel's a great coach. Tuchel really is a great coach. Great coach. Yeah, he's great. Definitely. Sadie couldn't get it together with uh, PSG. It's a shame, really. Yeah, man. I bet if he had more time, he would have been able to. Yeah. Yeah, they just weren't they weren't patient enough just because they wanted the results. They wanted to get that Champions League win and make sure they win the league every year, so... They regret that. Oh, yes. Very much so. All right. Mateo, we should probably wrap it up because there's right. like a few seconds left. All right, Lahayam. Quickly, All right. Lahayam. Next I, I week. I want to at least stop by. So. Yes, next week we will have James Campbell. If you have stayed till this part of the episode, this is James who we always reference. He will be with us full next week on time. Isn't that correct, James Campbell? Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. We'll see you next week, James. And all of you at home, we'll see you or wherever you are. We'll see you again next week. Thank you so much. I'm out of here. Alrighty, Bye, everyone. everyone.